Hey, Islanders, and welcome to the first episode of the Kameno Voice podcast. On this episode, I talk to none other than the founder of Kameno Island Coffee Roasters, as well as the visionary behind Kameno Commons. Let me introduce you to Jeff Erickson. Hi, I'm Brandon Erickson, and you're listening to the Kameno Voice podcast, where I interview folks around Kameno Island and beyond. If you want to stay up to date on events, businesses, and even hear a little history of this area, subscribe to this podcast and share with your friends. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome to the first episode of the Kameno Voice podcast. And I couldn't think of a better person to start this podcast off with than the founder of Kameno Island Coffee Roasters, the visionary of Kameno Commons, and most importantly, my father. Welcome to the inaugural podcast, Jeff Erickson. Thank you. Very strange to be here having an interview with my son, but this is great. So I've got a lot of questions, um, but I want to start from the beginning of where did you start in business? Wow. Well, way back 100 years ago, uh, I, I started in business in Tucson, Arizona, which is where our family is from, and um, uh, been self-employed my whole life. And just came up, became a point in life where I really wanted to um, not only love what I was doing, but love where I was living. So what, what was the business you were in down in Tucson? I was in the printing industry. Okay. And how long did you do that for? A long time. Okay. Uh, I think uh, probably, well, I grew up around printing, but uh, owned it for about 12 years. And is that a company that you started? No, I did not. It was a family business and uh, small, kind of a neighborhood print shop. And uh, my dad ran it. Uh, and then I, I, I grew up in the business, but applied some disciplines to this neighborhood print shop and created a, a franchise model. So then you started in Tucson, Arizona. How did you hear about Camino Island? I never did. I uh, was up here doing a consulting job in the Northwest uh, for another printing group and uh, uh, it was a Sunday. I had the day off and I decided I wanted to take a drive to visit this town called Bellingham and on the way home uh, or on the way back to, the, to my hotel I saw a sign that said Camino Island so I thought well I'll just turn off on this exit and you know stand and on the mainland and hopefully look at this island. Well, the next thing I knew, I'd driven over a bridge and I was on the island. And for a desert dweller, that was about the most exciting thing I could imagine. And I remember pulling over uh, on what is called Terry's Corner or Camino Commons, pulling over in my car and calling my wife and saying, you wouldn't believe this, I just drove onto an island. And I said, I'm gonna buy something here. And she said, don't you dare buy something, I'm not leaving Arizona. And I said, well, it'd just be an investment. I just, I just plan on owning a piece of land on the island and I'll, we'll never move. Well, a year later, uh, we moved. And, and I sold everything that I had in Arizona, my businesses, my real estate, everything, uh, to move to this idyllic, perfect place called Camino Island. But I knew no one, I'd never heard of it, I wasn't related to anyone. This was a completely um, foreign adventure for me. 
So you moved to Kamano Island. About what year is that? Oh goodness, I think it was probably 95-ish, somewhere in that neighborhood. What was Kamano like back then? Much like it is today, less people, but the people were very personable. Um, they didn't realize I was adopted, so my last name was Erickson, is Erickson, and a lot of them thought that I had roots, uh, Scandinavian roots or, you know, whatever. Um, they didn't understand that that wasn't really, you know, it was an adopted name, but they adopted me. And I've never felt um, unwelcome. Everyone embraced me as family immediately. It's a fantastic place to live. And um, uh, anyway, it's just been an awesome experience. Okay, so I'd like to change gears. When and why did you start Kamano Island Coffee Roasters? Well, after I left the printing industry, I decided to be a business consultant uh, because of my success in business. And I did a number of consulting jobs. Well, I did find out over time that a consultant is not my love. It's not my passion. I don't enjoy telling people what to do. I enjoy doing things myself. And um, so, you know, over time, I kind of worked myself out of that position. But during my period of consulting, I uh, came in contact with a company that was creating some sensors for a guy that had created a one pound coffee roaster. And basically, um, it was a pretty cool roaster. It roasted one pound at a time and it was some neat technology. And, and this sensor company brought me in to do some different consulting programs. And it was my first real exposure to coffee. I drank coffee, usually cheap stuff. and. Um, my wife didn't drink coffee at all, but I got enamored with this whole world of coffee. Okay, so that's it. You know, I, I, when you do consulting, you get some experiences. And a couple years later, I was listening to a gentleman in Seattle talking about the plight of the agricultural poor in third world countries, and they're just farmers, and they work hard, but they don't get to own the land, and they don't have a future, and coffee is the second largest commodity on earth next to oil, and it's all grown um, around the poorest countries of the world. And being who I am, I put two and two together and thought, well, if I can work with farmers in third world countries and help them to grow the coffee, we could roast the coffee and um, sell it, put, tell the story of the farmers, and sell it and get the money back to the farmers. And that was the origin of, um, of what we did. People ask me, you know, what was your business plan? How did you, well, I'm an entrepreneur. I just jump off the cliff and figure it out. So, you know, much like the commons on Kameno, you just say you're gonna do something and you just start walking and doing it. And half the time you make mistakes, but you're always the last one standing and you keep going. And that's basically how all of this was developed. So you, you started Kameno Island Coffee Roasters. And so when you started this coffee company, most of the big guys at that time, and even now, use a wholesale model. Is that what you decided to go with? No, I made a list of pros and cons and, and basically my assets and my liabilities. There's no way that I'm gonna compete with the Goliaths of coffee. So what I did is I made a complete list of everything they didn't do and I decided those were the areas that I was going to concentrate. So we are a subscription model, not a grocery store model. We are direct to consumer. 
we are a club, and by the way, that was started when club was about the worst word you could use. Um, no one joined a club of anything because of the old RCA record type model where you started getting things in the mail and you couldn't get off. So we had a very easy to cancel model. We had no long-term commitment model. Um, we told the story of our farmers in a esteeming way, not in a, you gotta help this person, they're dying, but you gotta, you, you wanna buy this coffee because these people are working so hard to produce the very best. So we basically build a model unlike any of the other coffee companies that were out there, and we built a little niche. Okay, so you, you started this subscription-style coffee roaster. Um, you're roasting the coffee. Now, how, how big of a roaster and stuff are you using at this time? <laughs> so I started out with a one-pound roaster, uh, which was that original coffee roaster that I'd seen years earlier. And my model was I was going to have five of them. Someday I would have five one-pound roasters. Well, I got a second one, and it was obvious because of Kameno. I was only going to sell on Kameno. And I was in a little barn on Kameno on my property and I'd go pick up a bag of coffee beans and um, tell the story in the community and people would buy the coffee and we'd talk about these farmers and how we were going to make a difference in the world and well it didn't take long and this model wasn't working at all. I needed a bigger roaster. Um, the trucks were coming into my neighborhood on a every other day basis. My neighbors were so gracious but it was obvious that we'd outgrown a residential uh, barn facility. And so it was time to get a building. Well, for those of you that are aware of Kameno, we don't just have buildings laying around that you can take over any time. So in order to create a commercial coffee roasting facility, I had to build a facility. Okay, I said, let's build a facility. So we um, went into this Terry's Corner process uh, to build one building. But what I didn't know is you're in the middle of nowhere and you have to build basically infrastructure in order to build a building. You have to run water, you have to have septic systems, you have to do wetland managements and shoreline managements and drainage districts and by the time you get done you've spent so much money you can't do one building. So again, when people ask my business plan for this development, I go uh, to open a coffee roaster and this is what transpired in the process. As people in the community started seeing the genesis of all this, they kept saying, oh, we're going to have a place for people to gather, a central hub on Kameno. And that became my vision statement, is creating a third place outside of your home and your work where people could gather on the island and meet and greet and connect with people on the island. Okay, so you've got the coffee roaster at this time. You've now started this process of building Kameno Commons. Um, is this the only two businesses that you're focusing on and working on right now? Oh, of course not. Um, we also owned a uh, international smoothie company, smoothie-based company uh, called Frozen Explosion. Uh, we had numerous real estate holdings and um, I've always, you know, I'm kind of a type A person, so I've always had lots going on. Now, as we speak, um, my biggest priority is um, transitioning the companies to the next generation and um, taking it a little easier and enjoying the community that I'm a part of. I think the greatest decision I ever made in my life 
uh, next to marrying my wonderful wife, was to live on Kameno Island. And we've tried to give back to our community. Yes, we want to build a local, uh, we want to build a living economy in other countries, but more importantly, we want to build a strong, vibrant, local living economy for people in this area. And so that's become my real focus. So I want to go back a little bit still. Um, with the Kameno Commons, you started it. You, you owned all the buildings at the beginning. Um, take us from there. What, what happened? Did you, was everything just great out the gate? No. What happened? No, as, as in every process, there's lots of breaks. I never wanted multiple buildings. I just wanted the coffee roasting facility. I had to build multiple buildings because of the cost of infrastructure. So as I, I, I started going through the process, I thought, well, as soon as I get these built, I'll sell the buildings. And um, that was about as far as my critical thinking took me. And we sold all the buildings. Um, but I didn't understand fully what we were creating, that we were creating a community hub. And so it was just a real estate deal. I, I was building a roaster for myself and we were selling off all the other buildings. And some of the buyers were so well-intentioned. Some of them just wanted to make a profit. You know, everybody had their own desire, but we sold all the buildings. Then the Great Recession hit. And so many of the buildings were foreclosed. Um, a very, very dear person to me that owned a building east of the Roasters, husband passed away during the construction of the building. So she had a, a life change situation and that ended up not working out. And um, so here I am, this great idea guy that supposedly has had some successes in his life that is now looking at, a, I called it the boneyard, of empty buildings with no owners. And here I am in the corner with the coffee roaster staring out the window at this disaster. And I remember saying to my wife one day, maybe we should just go back to Arizona, disappear, so I don't have to keep staring at this failure. And my wife said to me, you talk about character all the time. Let's see what kind of character we have when all the chips are against us and figure out how to make this great for the community like you said you were gonna do. So now she's attacked my ethics and I definitely was gonna prove, and I think she knew what she was doing, I was gonna prove that what I said I was gonna do for the community is what I ended up doing. And so we basically had to turn around after this was all said and done and I ran the roaster. We had to turn around and buy every building in the complex, with the exception of the library, which by the way is a great asset for the commons. And um, I had to buy all the other buildings back after I'd sold them and rebuild it the way I felt it needed to be rebuilt from the ground up. Long story, um, but like every process, there's lots of breaks along the way, and you just have to, you just have to work through the breaks and get them fixed. Everything seems like it's going well now. You've got all the buildings back. You've got the roaster. What? What now? Where's? Oh, I don't know. Um, enjoy my life. For me personally, where's that? Enjoy my life. Where is it at for Camino Island Coffee and? Frozen Explosion and the Marketplace. I think it's to continue evolving and being the best representative of Kameno that we can have. I remember in the very beginning, for those of you that have lived on Kameno a long time, 
Jennifer Shue from Shue Farms in Stanwood used to let me put a tent up and I would give free cups of coffee and um, when people would stop to get directions onto this island that really didn't have many stops, I would give directions for things on the island and at the same time talk about Kameno and then talk about the vision for Kameno Commons. That's how we built our business. And um, I really consider us still in that process. When people come to Kameno, we want the residents of Kameno to bring their family and their friends and you know all their acquaintances into the marketplace to see that we are trying to show the best of Kameno. Whether it be our holiday gift shop in the Christmas time with the different artists, whether it be our bakery or you know um, our ice cream or whatever, we want to be a representative of Kameno Island. We're trying to personalize this island and make it more than just a piece of geography where you drive around and get off, but a place where you um, stop, shop, meet people, uh, and so forth. And that will just continue to evolve. The island will tell us what that should be in the future. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that we get to be here at the center of it, we get to see all of the people that are visiting from all over the country now uh, that come onto Kameno Island and they tell us where they're from and, and why they're out here. And everyone has a different story of why they've come out here. Um, so you, you're now moving on to the next chapter in your life. You've, you've sold off uh, Kameno Island coffee roasters to your son-in-law um, and the, the marketplace. And so now you're moving into this new era of your life um, and you, Brandon, who I'm talking to, is the one that's taking over the marketplace. I'm very proud of that. I'm proud of my son-in-law and daughter, and I'm also proud of you and my daughter-in-law. So I, it's very exciting to see legacy happening right in front of your, your eyes. And um, yeah, it's a, it's a great feeling. Very good. Thank you. Um, before we go, um, I have a few rapid-fire questions I want to throw out. Um, so part of this, the reason I'm doing this podcast and we have this is because I also want people to get a taste of Kameno. Um, I want them to be able to drive onto Kameno and immediately feel like a local and know some of the spots that other people may not know about, um, the places to go. So my first question is, do you have a secret location on Kameno Island that you like to hang out or go visit or show people? Well, for a secret spot, my favorite is English Boom, which is not so secret to the, the natives here, but to a lot of people that just come on the island, they completely miss that. Um, English Boom is a very magical, special spot, reflective. No matter what your day is like, if you park and walk that beach, it, there's just something that comes over you that quiets you down, at least in my case. Uh, so I would say English Boom. Of course, Kama Beach is a very special spot. Kameno Island State Park is a special spot. Um, there's also some touristy, if you want to call it, things like uh, the zipline tours that you know kind of make it special on Kameno to, to be able to do a zipline tour. Um, there's just, it's, Kameno is not ever going to be the touristy spot that's got a hustle and bustle to it. It's more of a reflective, quiet, get away from it all island. And um, I hope we never lose that specialness. When people call for the big city things here, I think, well, if we're just like every other town, then how special are we? I don't think that's going to happen. I think the people that live here are going to keep it special. And one more thing I like to tell everyone is when you live on Kameno, it is very inconvenient 
We are not close and quick to anything. And that is the magic of Camino Island. I don't meet many people that live on this island that don't want to be here, that are just here to sleep because they have to go to work. That happens in a city. That doesn't happen on Camino. People on Camino are passionate. They have um, opinions and they make them vocal. And in that, it's a beautiful place to live. I've lived in cities people just got stuck in. You don't get stuck on Camino. You deliberately want to live on Camino. All right. And then uh, if you have family or friends coming to Camino, you kind of touched on this, but what is the first thing you tell them to go do and try? Go to the Camino Marketplace at Terry's Corner, <laughs> get an ice cream or a croissant or look around. It is really a nice first step to the island. Um, there's maps. There's um, a, a, a sampling of different artists. There's a gallery upstairs in the marketplace. It's kind of a fun little stop. And I'm not name dropping, so you know I'm not. We're not trying to be somebody, but you know when you're going down the Oregon coast and you see the Tillamook Cheese Factory and you stop and there's a gift shop and ice cream and a little bit of food. It's fun. It's Americana, and that's really what we've tried to create here. Is this signature taste of Camino Americana type stop and hey should be first stop I think it's a lot of fun well thank you thank you for being the first person on this uh, podcast on the Camino voice and um, is there anything else you want to say to the listeners I would say to the people that live on Camino thank you for embracing our companies and making us the success that we've been for the people that come on the island just relax and enjoy yourself this is a great island it's a looped road just get on the road and go in a big circle and it'll be it'll be awesome every mile takes away about 10 percent of your stress so it doesn't take long to just be um, completely relaxed and um, uh, and welcome well a big thank you to jeff erickson for being our first guest on the Camino voice podcast and thank you for joining us today if you could rate and subscribe to this podcast, it would really help us be found by other islanders like yourself. Plus, you'll get notified about every new episode. For the show notes for this episode and future episodes, go to our website, kamenocommons.com slash podcast. That's C-A-M-A-N-O commons.com slash podcast. Thanks again for joining us and see you next time.